center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, rules Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery, its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mountain, sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We did it everybody. We're finally completing Masters of the Universe Revelation uh, episode five of five that exists as of this recording. We got through it. I was able to force my will upon the team <laughs> despite a lot of pushback. We're finishing it today. And then we'll get back to, I don't know, Gina, seasonal Thanksgiving or G.I. Thanksgiving. Joe. I mean, we'll get to something. If you can find enough Thanksgiving specials, I'll put all the onus on you. Otherwise, oh. we watch G.I. Joe. That's the I new can, rule. I mean, <laughs> we should watch G.I. Joe next because it's been a while. But after that, I'm I'm doing, I've already found lists. Well, we've only got two more episodes of G.I. Joe from season five to go. So if we just do one this month and one in December, we could do all the rest seasonal material, and I would be perfectly happy with that if this is an agreement we can come to. Done. Done, and look at This is how deals get made. This is the knowing is half the podcast boardroom. By I'm the not, way. I'm not going to be the Joe Manchin of, of this podcast. Does that mean that you're going to be the Kristen Cinema? I was about to ask. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the problem. Chan is the Ted Cruz of this podcast. So. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Damn, I'm so persecuted. Kill yourself, Chan. Kill yourself. Uh, By the way, I am Ray Stacanus. I am Ted Cruz. I am Kristen Cinema. And this is Knowing is Half the Podcast. I just, the G.I. You know Joe what? recap show. So long as I get at least a couple months respite from this goddamn show. You're referring to Masters of the Universe Revelation, the wonderful reboot. You have to admit, in this finale episode, there was some beautiful art. Yes, I agree. I agree with a lot of things I really like about this. I'm asking Chan. Oh, I guess I'm I'm an easier sell. I mean, uh, it's fine. You didn't you didn't like any of the like the shimmering forest with the water or anything like that? Like I thought that was some cool artwork. I'm trying to find things. There is one thing that I liked, and I will let you know when we get to it. It's the ending, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Spoiler, it's the ending. Uh, <laughs> not not in the way like, oh thank God it's over, but in a way that like, oh yeah. Like, th- this is a, a a a plot thing, character thing that I'm that I like. And okay. Maybe if yeah. The rest of the goddamn series were like this. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Although I think I did figure out why I have a problem with this. Um, and honestly, it's been so long since we've done this. I don't know if I figured this out already and already said it on air and oh, then no. forgot and then rediscovered it. It's yeah. a memento situation, Chan. You've got to tattoo these thoughts on your body. You I, I, I every episode you discover you quote unquote discover a reason why you hate it <laughs> that you think is the reason <laughs> like one episode it was like oh the 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 puns and the 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 tonal shifts that don't make any sense yeah yeah 
yeah, that was a problem uh, uh, for Chan. Not me, but it was a problem for Chan uh, at one point. Well, this is episode five of five, five of ten technically, called The Forge at the Forest uh, at the Forest of Forge. Wait, I can't read my own handwriting. The what Forge at the Forest of Forever, which in my Forever. notes I've written is a whack-ass title. It's yeah. a really Here's the deal. Terrible. I like this show. That's a bad title. That's a bad title for a finale, too. Did, did I just hallucinate? Did you just say, did Did you mistake the title for The Forge at the Forest of Ham? No, no, no. Of course, <laughs> no. The Forge of Forge is what he said. The for- why here's why the- did I hear Ham? <laughs> You're just very hungry, Gina. Uh, you've only <laughs> been eating candy freebase for the last 72 straight hours. Yeah, you need no. some protein. I got, look, I got my COVID booster today. Oh, that's right. Uh, so you'll be passed out by about a half hour from now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I was, I was passed out earlier. Well, you know, like I wanted to pass out earlier is what I'm saying. So I heard ham, and I'm not even hungry. I just heard, <laughs> um, I just heard forest of ham. Here's the deal: black forest ham sounds delicious right now. Just for the record, um, no, I couldn't read I, my own writing because I, I hastily scrawled this while eating dinner tonight, right before we recorded, and so I wrote the for the forage at the forest of forever, which got three F's in it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. alliterative. I, I mean, you got to give them that, but it's not. Well, a here's great the problem. Uh, my guess is that it's a take on uh, the city at the edge of forever, which is an excellent uh, Star Trek oh. show uh, episode. Sorry, one of the one okay. of the best POS. Uh, but because of the alliteration, it just sounds dumb and it's clunky. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it doesn't really relate to uh, the city at the edge of forever. So why why bother? Yeah, well, it's the forest of forever, and there is a forge there. So I mean, there. I mean, it's related to itself. And the fact all three alliterative words start with F O R and have an E in them at some point, like that's pretty good. Here, if you call it the forge. That's a pretty decent title. If you call it The Forest of Forever, that's a pretty good title. You put them all together, it's some bullshit. What if you, you know just called okay. the episode Ham? Why didn't they just call it ham. The Forest Ham? Oh, there's a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, um, well, we open up in a very delightful moment uh, at a very inspiring place, Orko's Grave. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> an interesting call here, but I did it. Here's the deal, and it really does set the tone that we're all working together, we're all on the same team together, we've been through a journey and it's been hard. So you've got, you're in Paternia, mm-hmm. and they try to give them the gift of home, so the forest kind of conjures Orko stuff from the, the land of orcs or wherever the heck he said he was from. And 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 they're all having a somber moment where they're all saying like, you know, oh, we missed you, we missed you, and Evelyn's and like, I fucking hated you, but you're, you're okay. Dialogue from The Help? Is that what that was? You was kind. You was smart. Oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't. I, I, I was like, oh, poor Orko, and then I was like, I can't keep track of all the dead people in this show. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like they just, they just keep killing people. This yes. is. We'll get to it. I'm gonna wait until it actually yeah. comes up in my notes. Like at what yeah. the show where I was like, oh, that's what the problem is here. Yeah, I don't. There's, there's, they're killing people left and right in in five episodes that I don't, I don't really care. Yep. Uh, wow. uh Like they don't. There's no. There's not enough. There. Uh, you know. Again, the pacing and the tone is so weird. There's not enough. Uh, like it's it's almost like someone with ADD wrote a TV series. Oh snap! No wonder I can follow it. 
<laughs> this makes sense. This yeah, is, it makes perfect uh, sense to me. Yeah. And it's not, and they're not, they're not letting anything breathe, but also it's going slow, but also I don't care that these characters are dying because they haven't had any character development and I don't really know them that well. How dare you? Orko had tremendous, that whole mod, that whole dialogue with uh, Evil Lynn where they got you to know each every, other. You mean when they smushed everything about Orko into one scene instead of letting it slowly develop so you actually care about him and they just said, how? hey, here's an info dump of this character, which isn't how writing works. You can't can't just be like, hey, we're going to kill off this character at the end of this episode. Let's just give him like a five minute monologue, even though he's had relatively little to do and little character development. And so that's not how again, it's it's infuriating that this show is not is not written well. I, I disagree completely because in the world of reality TV, you often learn all about a character right before they get eliminated because it's you're their last chance. Talking about, to you're talking about you're basing television writing, narrative television writing based on what they do in reality shows. I mean, yes. really, Gina, I don't know that you understand that reality television <laughs> is the pinnacle of Thank narrative you. on television. Thank you. I mean, people <laughs> spend all this time like writing scripts that then Gross. people have to memorize. Gross. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Thank you. Thank you, Chi Chan. I knew you'd have my back on this. I'm all about that Hell's Kitchen lifestyle. Okay. Gross. Now, here I come in because I'm just going to skip to. Uh, 17 minutes and 30 seconds where in all caps i have here's the reason the problem that i have with the show yeah, may as well is get that to it. there is no investment in the characters thank Kevin you myth relied on nostalgia 100 you are sad that orko is dead because you loved him in the original show there is no reason for you to love him in this show everything that was given to you was told not shown yeah, here's a, and uh, it was an info dump. It was here yeah. is a bunch of exposition about why you should care about me, and there was no feeling to it. Um, yeah, yeah. You got five episodes, and honestly, that's it's a pretty hard thing to be able to fall in love with all of these characters and care that they're dead. Uh, but uh, that's the job, and that is what they did not do. Uh, the people that that enjoy the show brought that with them and that is fine it is absolutely okay to uh to love the show because you have an investment in the characters from watching them as a kid and now you get to see what's happening but i didn't have that much of an investment in as a kid um honestly like he-man was okay uh it's kind of interesting to me because gina you did but you didn't carry it over but i didn't and so all of the stuff that kevin smith expected me to uh be sad about i just didn't feel because he he just like left it he was just like just a lazy uh asshole just like like here you already love these people and he gave yeah, me no reason I, I would be very curious to see what people would think if it was just a br a brand new show that they had no ties to uh oh, yeah. because yeah I, like like you said i was a huge huge he-man fan uh but if you're gonna be adults writing adult animation for adults there's got to be better writing than this and it's please don't it's say just... adult again because it sounds like you're talking about porn <laughs> if you're gonna write if you're gonna write he-man porn <laughs> i need i need a plot line to follow <laughs> i can't just you can't just dive in it can't just be all skeletor eating out evil in i need to know how can't did they it's... get here how Let's does she pitch. feel about it is she gonna reciprocate if you're gonna work for wood rocket you have to have a love <laughs> for the work 
That's all. I, here's the thing. I'm so mad. Every time we do this, I start out sort of neutral on the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sort of just like, all right, I'll, I won't watch this again. I would, I wouldn't tell someone not to watch it. I don't think it's particularly good writing, but every time I get more and more furious because <laughs> like Ray just won't acknowledge that it's bad writing. Like, and it would be like, it would be like if all of a sudden I watched a football game and I Don't was get like, crazy now, Gina. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a really good play. And Ray was like, no, that that made no sense. He was pulling down his pants and slapping his butt. You're not allowed to do that in football. He was just supposed to kick the ball or whatever football happens. <laughs> and if I was just like, all right, well, that's just your opinion. My opinion is that it was a really good play. And Ray just keeps going like, but no, it it wasn't. That was and a fumble. I'm like, all right, agree to disagree. But wait a minute. I watched, I watched football when I was little, like five years old some of the time. So <laughs> I understand it. And it's it's a good play. <laughs> wait a minute, Gina Ippolito. First off, what you just described, I wish I could see on a football field. And if the guy pulled down his pants during kickoff and started slapping his ass and you turned to me and said, that's a good play, I would say you're goddamn right it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't believe what a great play that was. I, I, you, you know enough about football Gina. to actually say what a bad play is. I, like the if all is, of a sudden Kathy Ireland came out and they were like, let Kathy oh, Ireland kick the ball. Make it better. Necessary roughness reference. I see you over there. What I'm trying to say is you're comparing a competitive sport with rules to art and art can take many different forms. And, uh, and, and honestly, like if this show had come out with no previous anything, I'll play that a uh, theoretical game with y'all. Uh, this would not work on any level. It absolutely doesn't, but that's not what it is. It is intended to play upon your nostalgia. It's intended to uh, bank on the fact that you know and care about these characters, and it's trying to give you a twisted world based on what you expect. It, it's it, it's like it's like the Last Jedi, basically. It it alters your expectations and gives you something you're not expecting. And I it's and I not, commend it for that. It is not successful. And perhaps I should have said if I all of a sudden started watching wrestling and I was like, oh my god. This is a really good storyline. And you were like, no, it's a hack storyline. They like, I've seen it a million times before. Every wrestler has done this storyline and they're not even doing it well. And I was like, no, you're wrong. It's a great storyline. And you were like, no, it's not because this is how storylines in wrestling work. Maybe I should have given that. Uh, 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 what I'm saying is, I get Dan, you want to explain furious. the fallacy here? Let, let me try this one. Uh, you come in and you're watching a match and you're like, oh my goodness, the ultimate warrior is the most technically proficient wrestler I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. And you're like, no, no, it is absolutely not. Like he, uh, uh, he really is, uh, manages to work the crowd, but, uh, he is very bad at the actual thing of wrestling. And you're like, no, 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 definitely look at the way he jumps in the air and then falls down on the guy. Uh, that is the most uh, uh, technical thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, did he study with Stu Hart in the dungeon and then your head exploded? Chan, you just what you just described is like 90% of wrestling fans. They don't know the difference. That's like going to any wrestling show. That's what you're surrounded by in a sea of humanity. Mm -hmm. But as someone who has done it, uh, how do you how, how does that make you feel? 
<laughs> that makes me feel fine. Wrestling, again, wrestling is art and art is subjective. No, That's I've the whole seen you deal. I've furious about things before. Look, the only thing I get furious art. about just, is Detroit Lions really... football. Now, if you sat here, Gina, and you <laughs> said that Dan Campbell's an excellent coach, yes. I would be furious with you, just like no, I am with 90% you, of Detroit Lions I've seen fans. You talk about video game storylines and this and that. Like you just you literally just went off on Dune. Uh, I didn't go off on it. What do you mean to go off on it? I tried to say no, the things I, mean, like, I liked were, about it because I was being you, nice. You were talking yeah, but you were you were talking about like, oh, I mean, it's like good for people for being into it, but it was boring, blah, 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 blah. So what I'm saying is it's it's like Every week when we watch this, I log in and I'm like, all right, this this was fine. This was this was all right. I mean, it's not like having a UTI, but it's not like that bad, but it's also not like starving for three days in a basement. It's like yeah. it's oh like my God. put that on a also, poster. Not as also, bad as getting a UTI. Gina, it's Gina, also Gina combined time wise about half as much as I put into Dune. Uh, I see. I see where you're going there. I mean, uh, go to hell. Well, uh, first of all, first of all, by the time we finish this, it will be the same the same amount of time as Dune. Oh, that's fair. This episode uh, itself is going to be longer than Dune. I promise you that right now. <laughs> I'm just saying this is why I start out tired and end up enraged. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, that's a good and, tagline and luckily, for this show. Like, Luckily, like Chan knows what's up and is saying everything that is wrong with it. But then you just say like, "Ha, huh, I disagree. And it's not a thing you can disagree with. Of course it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like if I got my hand cut off. Ooh, and I, okay, like, I like this one. I like this one. <laughs> Keep going. I like, yeah. Where are we going here? It's like if I got my hand cut off mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, you guys, we have to stop what we're doing. I just got my hand cut off. And you were like, oh, I don't think you did. And I was like, I did. I'm bleeding. I'm getting tired. And you're like, agree to disagree. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> I think she is wrong, but I'm no, willing to let no. it pass because that analogy was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we go. We're about a 30 seconds into this episode. <laughs> uh, no, Adam, we skipped ahead to 17 minutes. Yeah, no, Chan, Chan tried to skip. I'm not letting you off the hook there, Chan. <laughs> not that I have a ton of notes here, but Adam says you can have my sword, but nobody will tell him what's going on, which I understand Tila's got her problems and she doesn't want to tell him, but like no one's going to tell him. That just seems a little weird. Yeah. I actually, because I, I, my problem with this though was like, was not that they didn't tell him. Because honestly, like if someone's in fucking heaven and they're like, so how's your life going? Great. You're not going to be like, no, it's terrible. It might be better if you like gave up eternal life and came back from the dead and hung out with me. And like, we like ordered some pizza. Like, you're not going to say that. You're just going to be like, don't worry about it. Just enjoy your fucking heaven. So one of my issues with this episode is that like when, when he man decides to, when Adam decides to come back right? and Teal like gives him a smile I'm like, yo, if someone like I loved was in heaven, I would be like, everyone through the fucking portal, I'm going to knock this dude unconscious so he stays in heaven. <laughs> Gina, what are you talking about? She's been pissed with him from day one. This is vengeance. This is, oh, you are you going to come back? 
Yeah, you motherfucker. No, she gives him a look that's like, you are a true friend giving up heaven. But she's a bad friend. She should have no. told him no. She's more devious than that. She's got oh, she's got plans within plans. Oh, I don't think the show is that deep. Uh, you are correct. Uh, <laughs> also, it is uh, delightful that it's uh, uh, it's Buffy who uh, does this because yes, that's right. Yes. I mean, if anybody should know what it's like being yanked out of heaven and season, yeah, this, this is I actually I actually wrote that I I wrote Buffy of all people would not let this would not let this stand. It's hilarious. I was so does. mesmerized by her characterization, I totally forgot that it was Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was enamored by the mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. So they said, "Ask Hero." His name is Hero. You know get what? It? I'm going to let guys? that one go. That's I mean, He Man is obviously the most ridiculous name. So, like Hero, like sure, why not? Let's do this. Yeah, he um, apparently knows stuff about forging swords. Um, and and we find out there's now that they're in heaven, you can't get out. They all say it. They say, "Well, once you're here, there's no getting back." Well, except for that one gate over in the castle. <laughs> Well, then what's with the pretense? You know they could get back, you weirdos. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, no one ever tried it because, like, why would you? Well, why would you? I get that. I, I also, um, the, this hero character to me is so strange because he's just so stereotypically hero-y that I thought there was going to be some twist. Oh, okay. To to him, like, I was like, they're, just, they're not just going to throw, like, a fucking white beefcake in at this juncture uh call Gina, him there's hero always and room. then have always him room. know what he's doing and like do it properly and that's exactly what they did and i was well, like he really? doesn't do the foraging though they tell the robot to do no, the foraging no but he knows what it is like i was oh, like sure. oh this isn't this isn't like a misdirect like they find him and he's useless and they realize the power was in them all along or something but like it's just a character that they're introducing in episode fucking five it's a little that, weird. like no because they're just like uh, they're plot devices in that like they're all in heaven they're all previous incarnations of he-man they're all you know they were perfect heroes in their time and now they're just chilling uh in a truly awful uh version of heaven uh for my I, taste i like there's dinosaurs in heaven though i'm into that a <laughs> but lot. like your no. whole thing is going to uh choke out fucking giant cats what the well, fuck is that I, about it's like hero heaven i guess so i guess like it's like there but yeah it was it was it would really suck if it was like oh it's just a never-ending competition i mean i'd be a dude because i would fucking win but you guys would be terrible are you I, kidding me i'd be playing settlers of Catan for eternity i'm into it that's not what it is it's physical brute strength up now, there. among other things i have to assume there is some mental fortitude involved as well <laughs> uh, now, what I would say here, though, is the one thing that I found a little disturbing of their depiction of heaven is it's kind of German Ubermensch in that you have to be of a certain heroic white level, basically, in order to uh, 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 to be considered for heaven. Because they even make true. a point like you got to go back if you go back and you die, you probably won't be worthy of coming back here. So you're just going to be dead in the ground like everyone else. No, this is specifically the heaven that's reserved for... For (laughs) He-Man. Yeah, for like wielders of this sword. That's why why when the dude who is black, in case you did not notice, says... I did notice. You can can choose your form, and no one's ever chosen their non-hero form. That's true. That's Grayskull. 
So, so it's it's only specifically for them. It's it's their heaven and There's their no... pets, which makes it pretty good. But they do make a specific reference to the fact that everybody else who dies goes into the ground, and the real heroes, the Ubermenches, get into hero heaven. Like yeah. I found that a little dark. I found that a little uh, bad. Uh, I like that you're what? arguing with me about the thing I didn't like about it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling it out over. I'm, I'm uh, swishing it around in my mouth and seeing if it has legs. Um, and I, I, I kind of get it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Wait a minute. I'm uh, sorry. I obviously, I obviously just had a stroke. Um, <laughs> no, I would have to go and watch it again. I remember, like, I remember them talking about it, but I assumed, like, I don't, I don't remember them saying you would just be dead, just like everyone else. I mean, as 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 someone who doesn't believe in anything, that doesn't sound too terrible to me. Well, except uh, that uh, he has the option uh, of being in this perfect. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess. I guess it's like if your heaven is uh, PE forever, then congratulations, you're going to yeah. be winning the uh, yeah. uh, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger medal or what the fuck was that? What was that thing? The we presidential had to do medal oh, presidential of physical fitness. fitness. Pres- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. liked it. Uh, of course you did, Gina. We have established this. <laughs> the brute. You're the, the brute that doesn't uh, speak in a, uh, a language that anybody understands in heaven. <laughs> in that was a little heaven. bit weird. I mean, uh, all that really matters, I guess, is that she's happy. Uh, but but yeah, like, you know, it's 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 I would not be happy here. I'm not you know, sure what they eat. Can I just I'll be the one to say it. Lady, you've been living here long enough. Learn the language. Oh, wow. no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Had to bring in um, immigrant politics into this. huh? Is that what we're doing now? Oh, no, I was talking about white people living abroad in foreign countries. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. I'm for And it. nothing else. Uh, she's very clearly some sort of Cro-Mag uh, Viking-esque lady. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but by that you mean badass. Thank you. What? So Tila's still pissed off at Adam, <laughs> and uh, we're going to hatch the plan here. We're going to go to Grayskull Tower. We're going to go find the, the guy who's going to do the forging. And uh, uh, we need to find out about all this through the wild hunt. We've been talking about it already. And I don't know that it's physical fitness forever in PE class. I think it's more just like the world of Conan and you're just dropped in it and you are a fellow Conan. And I think that if you are a Conan in a world of Conan, you're probably going to be enjoying it a lot. That's just me. But they do the wild hunt, which at first they make you think like they're all riding their crazy dinosaurs. And all of a sudden, and Tila and Adam have like uh, hover, hover discs which is pretty cool. And they're I chasing this, this sequence looked pretty cool. To be honest, it was like, cool. I, I, I enjoyed was. this. I enjoyed this sequence. Uh, I, w- yeah, like I was into it. I liked the artwork. I liked, you know, that they, that they were flying around and that things were actually happening. Yeah. But what I liked, I was worried because I was like, oh, there's this beautiful purple saber tooth tiger and they're going to murder it like that. Who's heaven is, you know, uh, what do they say? Like uh, uh, a snake's heaven is a mouse's hell or something like that. But basically uh, something like that. Right. Awful. But I'm just like, oh, man, this poor kitty. But they catch, you know, he catches the cat at the end and then he gives him a big old hug and says, great chase. See you next time. And everybody's cool. And I'm like, this is Conan heaven. 
Uh, Look, if I get to just like chase my cat around, and then at the end he's awesome, and when we mm-hmm. high five it out, uh, uh, this is a good place to be. Yeah, I yeah, I was glad that the I was very glad that the cat wasn't hurt. I thought, like, th- like there was a there's a point where, you know, Adam is like, oh, you can't get out of heaven. But maybe here's our ticket out. And so I thought the whole point of it was like, oh, you chase this thing that basically can't get be caught. But if you catch it, he like gives you a oh. wish and you can wish to be out of oh. heaven or something. Like, I don't know how the hell this all ties into getting out. That would like, be a great uh, uh, a great uh, thing in a better show. Yeah, no, right. But, like, oh, like, why? Well, why would he? I don't know why he's tying this to. He's like, here's our ticket out. And then it's like the great hunt. So naturally, my assumption was, okay, if getting out is tied to this great hunt, then it, it all depends on like a power that this cat has, that if you catch it, no. he, he he lets you out. And that's why I thought at the very last second, when Grayskull catches it, I was like, oh shit, what's going to end up happening is like, since they didn't catch the cat, the cat won't give them the wish, but Grayskull's going to turn over his wish because they're going to entreat him like they're going to play on his sympathies and be like, please, we need to get back. We need to do this. And he's going to say, all right, like no one in, in centuries has caught the great cat, but I will bestow my wish upon you. None of that shit happens. It was just a no. game. And then Grace goes was like, okay, cool. You want me to show you the door? Yeah. Gina, this wild hunt was basically a, a Thanksgiving at Diane English's house. Look, you're happy to be invited to it, and the thing itself isn't the thing. It's the people you meet going to the thing. That's the entire point. <laughs> is that indeed this what makes no Thanksgiving sense. with Diane, Diane I, English? I, I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get to go. Oh. Uh, I, I was. Could you imagine invited, being invited but... on the wild hunt and not going? What are we talking about? <laughs> right now? Why? No, it, it's just Chan. Back me up here. If someone says that, like no one's ever gotten out of heaven, it's mm-hmm. impossible to do. But if there's a way to do it, this holds the key. The yeah. Great Hunt. Yeah. Don't you think that the key is going to have something to do with the Great Hunt? Okay. Well, here's the thing, Gina. You see, um, they had five episodes. Uh, they didn't have any more episodes or any way to make a different length because that's not how it works at Netflix. You can't just have an arbitrary number of episodes in your season. You can only have five episodes. They're only of that length. And so they had to do what they had to do to squeeze things in. Look, I here's the thing. I love He-Man and I love Kevin Smith. So I wanted this to be very good and it is not. And and I went in with those two things in my head and it just isn't. Rebuttal, Mr. Stacanus. No, I, I, I have no rebuttal here. I just think Gina got the wrong thing stuck in her head and then she couldn't get rid good? of it. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. I'm guilty of that roughly 90 times every episode we watch of everything. So <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, Gina, and I understand why it's uncomfortable to be so similar to me while uh. watching an episode for a change. G.I. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. <laughs> Skeletor! He-Man gone! The magic of Orko will be mine! Prince Adam! We gotta get out of here now! Skeletor, Orko, Prince Adam, and He-Man figures each soul separately! Help! Help, Prince Adam! Looks like a jawfoot He-Man! 
with coin trick new from the masters of the universe collection each sold separately other action figures also sold separately from mattel now back to gi joe so we get back to the forge and the uh, hero says yo i this is too much i can't forge this this would like murder me and then the Mr. Roboto guy says, yo, let's just turn this whole ass temple into a giant forge because it's made of like uh, uh, aluminum Ternium. or something. I'm and, sorry, and unobtainium. That's what it's made of. Unobtainium <laughs> with atmospherium. And he, <laughs> that's a great ref, y'all. Um, <laughs> and he says, I'm a robot. I'm a forge it. We good. Everybody get the fuck out of here. And I'm going to forge this thing right now in this temple. Uh, a gray skull tower, I think. I don't know. But, uh, and everyone great. says, thank you very much, oh, Mr. Roboto. Oh, thank you. Thank home. you. <laughs> uh, they actually did. It was a crazy number. Um, <laughs> so we go back to the wild hunt where Grayskull catches the kitty. And they all call He-Man Flea-Man. <laughs> Got him. I didn't hate that. That was kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, then they say, everybody chooses their form. So we all chose, of course, Conan form. Except mm. for him, he chose Adam form because he's a fucking weirdo and i'm uh, like it yeah. would be really cool if we talked about that because that is uh that's an interesting character thing it's a super interesting point means something are we going to get it to it in the second in uh, the second half of the season maybe but I probably would, not i would bet probably no. if, if you, not. honestly if you had me put ten dollars down right now it would be we never talk about that again yep <laughs> that is a disappointment because that is a cool character moment. It was one of those things that happens and you're just like, oh, wh whoa, what is that about? And then the, and then they, well, anyway, moving forward. <laughs> Didn't love that. Uh, not going to lie. Okay. Now we have the plan and they ask the question, why would Adam ever leave? And I'm, I don't really have a great answer. <laughs> I mean, here's the, thing. Bad. here's the thing. Again, this would be a great, this would be a great moment where, you know, she's not letting him because deep down he's, he's, is he doing it because he feels guilt? Is he doing it out of love? We don't know. Uh, because we know nothing about any of these characters <laughs> after five episodes. And, and so like, yeah, so I, I was a bit bummed that she put up no resistance. Like, like, if, like if she had said something to him along the lines of like, I can't, I can't let you do that. And he's like, oh, I'm doing it for me. And she's like, no, I don't want you there. Like if it was like, it was, you know, yeah. if they're going back and forth and they're, she's trying to hurt him to get him not to go. And he's, you know, like, and other people are thinking like, is this his guilt? We can't let him do something out of guilt, but is it out of love? There's a lot to explore there, but instead it's just him saying, I'm going to go. And then her giving a half smile and then it being settled. Yeah, in my notes yeah. uh, specifically, I, I I wrote, "What is that look for?" Because it it doesn't make sense. And yeah, like if I knew who these fucking characters were, I'd be like, "Oh, dang!" Like here's this uh, decision that he's made, and it's meaningful because you know he did this or did that or felt this way. He had you know a sense of duty or honor or guilt. Let's talk about, uh, like, mm -hmm. is he small because he, you know, uh, is 
torn about the lie that he told Tila. He's always been in love with her and he uh, doesn't feel worthy of being in heaven. And so this is obviously a, you know, a, a decision to uh, reclaim what uh, is truly his, his destiny to be a heroic person instead of just a meaningless sacrifice. Uh, nope. Nope. I- Everybody shrugs. And then the dumb woman's like, Ugga, burga, burga. And you're like, yeah. oh, oh. dumb I women will- can't talk. I will say they also they also <laughs> dance the around they dance around it quite a bit. Yes. Uh but but I'm going to I'm going to interpret two writer things here. First of all, that look was supposed to be her forgiving him so that they never talk about this again. So that they're Ooh. not going to spend any of the next 5 episodes talking about how betrayed she feels and this and that. That was her being like, "Okay, I forgive you." That was supposed to be what that look was. We don't have to talk about it again. The thing that they danced around but never said was when she says, I don't know you at all because I didn't know you were He-Man. It, what he was supposed to say was, no, I'm I'm not He-Man, I'm Adam. I, like, like that wasn't, when I was He-Man, I was putting on right. a, a He-Man fake face. Man. Absolutely, and he kind of says that, doesn't he? He says, I was Adam the whole time. Yeah, eh. I mean, I mean, but, but it's like, it's, you know... Like if there, if it gets into a thing of no, you knew me better than everyone else because you only saw like the the pure me how I see myself, uh, versus like this this you know people knowing that I'm this and that coloring their knowledge of me because they always thought well he might be small he might be nice he might be kind but really he's he man. So everyone looked at him like that. Everyone is looking at him. Everyone who knows that he's He-Man is looking at him assuming that like, oh, but he's really He-Man. When in actuality, he's Adam and she's the only one that didn't, since she's the only one that didn't know, she didn't have to look at him and say like, well, he's great because he's He-Man. She just saw Adam being a great, nice guy, if this, if this all makes sense. But they don't, they don't really say any of that. I mean, they touch on it, but it's not... You know, and 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 so then she's like, "Yeah, sure, come with us. I forgive you. We'll never talk about this again." Yeah, it was. It, it it's a moment that was supposed to hit a lot harder than it did. I think definitely, I can uh, say that. Did we find the bit with the sorceress-looking lady funny, where she shouts inanity and everybody just sort of stares around at each other because nobody understands it? Does that bit work on any level? Oh, it I has kind of works. Structure of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I didn't I didn't I didn't care either way to be honest. I was I curious. Didn't, if, I didn't if, like hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't love it. I laughed. I laughed in that one moment when literally the, she's the deciding vote of whether he should go after her or not, and nobody can understand it. So there's just this awkward moment where they all just sort of stare at each other, and then nobody knows what to do. I I found that pretty funny. I don't know. I laughed. Mm. I lolled, as the kids say. Uh, we're going back to the forge now where evil in passes the magical flame like a, a candle to a torch. Ah. Okay. So now we come back to Tila and Adam having a conversation where, you know, I would leave and she will not tell him why she's there. And it's just so easy. Like all the magic is gone. We need the swords to make the magic. Just give me the sword because here's the deal. And this is where I think a little bit is coming from is that I think part of the reason he wants to go back is because nobody will tell him what's happening. If they just uh, told him, we don't need you, we just need the sword to get the magic back. 
and no, we'll figure I mean, it out he, from there. He essentially knows, but but she's doing the right thing by not because she knows him and she knows that he'll want to help and she kind of doesn't really want his help and doesn't want him to be redeemed in the moment. But but he knows. I mean, he says, like, unless something's happened to the magic. Yeah, he figures it uh, out. But, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, it's just it, it, none, of, none of it works. None of it works. Well, she ends up leaving. They're still not quite figuring it all out. And then I loved I love the Moss Man returns. Give me more Alan Oppenheimer, original voice of Skeletor. As he comes like over and he's man. like, hey, it turns out that I'm a really old enchanted forest uh, and I'm, I made the afterlife, bitches. He didn't wield the power, but he's here. Yeah, yeah I'm into I'm into Moss, man. Uh, I thought it was really cool. He's just like, yo, I try not to eavesdrop, but I am literally the forest. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a funny I, I, yeah I like, I, like a, I like all this. And this was all, where some of the cool artwork was, too. So, yeah, definitely. And and he asked Wasman, like what? I don't really don't know what to do here. I'm working with impartial with only partial information. I don't have I don't know exactly what to do. You've heard all of this. Maybe you can help me. And then Mossman's like later, bitch. And then he just goes away. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. No answers. No one will help Adam in uh, this moment. Here you go, Gina. Here's here's the part that I think you missed. If you were to return to Eternia, well, paradise is not so easy to attain. You might never be able to come back here. You would end as mortals do in dirt. That's it. Uh, mortals can't. Mortals uh, don't get okay. an afterlife. Like there's stakes there, and I appreciate. Yeah. That. All right. See. You guys, I was right the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm glad we all agree. Mm. I just find it crazy that I, of the three of us, I'm the one that noticed that. I mean, I noticed it too. I just didn't bring it up. Mm, it's kind of an important plot point. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, I remember that he's not like he clearly can't come back to. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe is obviously it, yes. It'll be very hard, meaning yeah. it doesn't matter. That's the other half of this coin, is that <laughs> they don't say you can't come back. They just say, well, it'll be pretty hard, just like it was really hard to leave. Yeah, or it was really hard to get into the land of the dead or take yeah. something from it. or It's really, really hard. You have to want to do it and then go do it. So it's really hard. It's like making a sandwich. You have to want a sandwich and then make yourself a sandwich. Whoa. Look, I, you know, I mean, in, I feel like in a show that assumes that we forget anytime man at arms is not on screen, that we forget he exists. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're like, ah, whatever. Just say, just say something's pretty hard. Uh, by the time we get to it, we'll figure it out. And look at you foreshadowing. We'll get there in a sec. Oh my God! Man at Arms is what, back. What man at who? It's, What's the shame? We'll never see Man minutes. at Arms again if I even remember who that is. It's been twenty minutes since we saw him. I thought he was dead. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so we go back to the forge, and Roboto remakes the sword, and then the whole forge explodes. Uh, Roboto is just hit. He is missing limbs. He is watching the, the 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 program die on the inside, and he has kind of a, a deep moment where he says, it's, it's so exciting. And they're like, what is exciting? You are flaming out right now. And he goes, no, I feel fear, which means I feel something, but I'm supposed to be just a robot, but I feel something. What an amazing job Man at Arms did 
of making me because you can't go five minutes on this show without a reference to man at arms to <laughs> quote Gina. What? Yeah, Who this would have been, a really, this been a really great moment if they had spent any time building up uh, Roboto or his relationship to anyone at all. There's a moment. There's one moment in this episode where he calls Teal a sister and she sort of half smiles. Uh, so I knew he was going to die in that moment <laughs> yep, because I yep, was like, well, fair. obviously like this isn't, it, it wasn't something that was set up like before, like in a previous episode where, you know, like she was like man at arms was explaining to him his relationship to the world. And he was saying like, Tila is your sister. And he was like, I don't know what that means. What is a sister? And man at arms is like someone you feel some sort of emotion for mm. because, because you, you come from the same person. Like if there was any of that backstory, then I would have mm. been like, Oh, cool. But like all of a sudden in this episode, he's like, Thank you, sister. And she's like, oh, that's sweet. And then the girl whose name I refuse to learn is like, is like, no, you can't do this. We all love you so much, guy whose name I don't know because we've only been on this trek for like 30 seconds together. <laughs> and then like they're both really upset when he dies. And I was like, man, this would have been good if anyone cared about this character or if they had set anything up that said that anyone else in this world cared about this character. <laughs> this is the point where I realize that like oh right because he's saying these interesting things like uh i'm no machine i was a miracle and like like he there's the explosion you see him like start getting torn up i'm like oh he's definitely dead but he's absolutely going to get some sort of like uh, a dying monologue oh but at least i learned blah 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 uh, and he did <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and i was like oh yeah there it is is that like he, uh, again like i was saying earlier that's the structure of a joke. Like this is the structure of uh, an emotional moment where I should feel something for this character. And they're saying things that like, okay, that I see that I'm supposed to feel this way uh, because you were telling me, but I don't feel it at all. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's like everything bummer. about this was written by an AI. Yeah. Or someone <laughs> read one book about writing, <laughs> writing for TV and then wrote a TV series. <laughs> What if Roboto wrote this himself? Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that would explain oh, everything, to be honest. No. Dude, and I do think I understand all, what you guys... I don't no, think I understand what you guys are saying in Gina and that it is brilliant, just like an episode of Hell's Kitchen, where you have the <laughs> character that you haven't really thought much about. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts asking them what they would do with the prize money. And they would be like, oh, I'm going to use it to help, you know, orphan children or sick cats. And then they're like, oh, man, they're not asking anybody else what they would do with the prize money in that moment. Just this one guy. And wouldn't you know it? It's the episode. He's kicked off the show. Brilliant narrative structure, just like Hell's Kitchen. Mm. <laughs> hey, Gina, have you ever considered uh, writing for uh, reality TV? Mm. Oh, my gosh. It'd be great. Oh, you'd be so good at it. I feel like, Ray, you don't always have to be such a parody of white trash all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what I have to put in my new Twitter bio? Look, I've already done local video games, man. Do I now have to refer to myself as parody of white trash? <laughs> I feel like if someone, like, if I was, like, reading a pilot and it was, like, here are all these, like, fully formed characters. And then here's this, like, loudmouth guy from Detroit. He owns a lot of jerseys that he wears proudly for the sports team that he likes, which is probably a sports team from Detroit. 
Uh, and he loves reality TV shows and he can't sit through anything like narrative because it's too boring for him, but he loves reality shows, even though they're the same thing over and over again. I would be like, all right, is there anything more to this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but he's also a podcaster. (laughs) Is that not what, uh, the shorthand for podcaster (laughs) when you have a podcast character on the show it means all of those things. Yes. I I I have to tell you this this very brief story, but I, I've been looking at condos. This is not gonna end well for us, Ray. Just so you know. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's not I'm already it's ready. Not, it's not offensive <laughs> to you. It's more along the lines of like, oh God, humanity. Uh uh, but I was looking at condos and there was yes. there was one that had like a nice little pantry, which I love a pantry, mm. and I don't have one at my house and I miss a pantry. Uh, uh, and the guy who was showing me the apartment who was real old school, uh, in that, in that he, he like, I don't know if he thought I was much younger than I am or whatever, but he was like saying like, Oh, you'll like this. The last four people I rented to were girls. And I was like, all right, dude, we're, we're called women, but okay. And then he oh, was wow. like, they, and they had help from their parents. Uh, uh, and so it's a very safe neighborhood, but all girls all had help. And I was like, I wanted to be like, dude, I'm an adult. Like, I don't, what are you, are you trying to like, get me to be like, oh, I like this place because I'm also a girl. I have parents, uh, it's a safe neighborhood. But then anyway, so he, it's, he's that kind of guy, uh, uh, you know, and, and so he's showing, I was like, oh, cool. Pantry. And he was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, the girl that rented this, her boyfriend, he, he, he did podcasts, you know, podcasts. Uh, (laughs) And, and so he, he made this into a room (gasps) where you do, where you do a podcast. So it's Providence. He he soundproofed it and all this other stuff. Uh, uh, And then he was in there recording a podcast and he was saying it to me like, as if it was this thing. And he was like, you know, you, 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 you know, the podcast. And I was like, I'm, fa- I'm familiar with podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Do you think you might have a boyfriend someday who would like the podcast? Um, here's the deal. I can nearly guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. Let's see. She likes young white comedy dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely someone's going to want to use this space. <laughs> oh, my God. It's too real. <laughs> oh, Lordy Lou. So you, you closed on the spot, I'm assuming. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would have. And that's how terrible I know I am as a person. Yeah, I'm. I'm already. I already see. I'm. I'm actually already thinking about reaching out to get this place for myself. <laughs> so. I mean, it's gorgeous. It was the place that I didn't like the location because, as, as Chan said, it's it's if you're, it's going to be hard to because the 405 oh, is right there. It's by the gallery yeah. and all that. Right. And I was just like, damn, if this was like in Valley Village, I would take it in a second. I mean, it wasn't cheap, but it was jai fucking enormous. Okay. Here's the thing. My uh uh, uh I, I could I, I could tell my partner like, hey, let's go look at this place. As soon as they saw that, uh they would know why they were there. <laughs> and we'd be like side Are eye. You fucking serious. And I would I would have to blush sh- shamefacedly <laughs> turn away and go, I know. I don't know. I mean, it is a gorgeous place. So I bet despite that, Sai would be like, oh, fuck it. Let's get it. Despite the despite the podcasting pantry. <laughs> I mean,
mean, to be fair, though, Gina, at your current house, though, you had a studio for podcasting and you blasted <laughs> it off the face of the earth. So are you sure you wouldn't just like <laughs> use cement and just like board up the pants? Yeah, I'm I'm I want no one who owns anything after me to be able to podcast. <laughs> be able to, that's how much resentment <laughs> towards podcasting we've oh my grown God. in you. And I'd like to say we've done something. No, no, I just fucking realized that I would be cask of Amontillado'd because they'd be like, hey, you want to check out this real, this really nice closet? It's got soundproofing and you can make all the podcasts you want. I'd be like, oh, this is real nice. This has got great. Hey, what's that brick you doing there? Oh, wow. You tell me that this also is going to like make it quieter so that I can really get into my pocket. Hey, hey you know what? I'm not getting any signal on this uh, uh, on my <laughs> Wi-Fi. Could you uh, could you hand <laughs> like a cat cat six cable or something? I, hey, but here's the thing: hey. I would I would let you record in there so that you could record right up until your death. <laughs> I mean, that's compelling radio right there. I'll tell you <laughs> the what. Last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna be like I I it's going on going on three days here. Found some pickle juice in the corner of this pantry, so I feel like I can survive a little longer. I'm so uh, weak. Anyway, we're talking about talking about wrestling today. <laughs> <laughs> not a oh not not God. reflecting on my life in imminent death. I'm just going to talk about a commercial that I watched one one year uh, <laughs> for the next 25 minutes. This Everything is, is dark. Uh, I'm so hungry. Like I'm, I'm wasting I'm, away. I'm tired. I found a bag of Lay's potato chips on the cha- on the on the on the on the shelf, and I'm going to eat that and hopefully sustain myself <laughs> another day. Anyway, here's my thoughts on King of the Ring 1998. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm talking to Zoltar, and he's telling me how I'm going to die, and I'm like, "Yep, nailed it." Oh my god! Hey, we still got to finish this episode, <laughs> do we? Though, <laughs> I mean, here's the deal: I mean, Adam we're decides almost there. No. We're Roboto almost there. We dies. People Roboto for some dies. reason are sad. They go through the gate and immediately they're outside Castle Grayskull fighting off with uh, what's his name Triclops or fighting off with all his hooded machine people. They're fighting yeah. off, and fighting off Henry all, Rollins. They're yeah. all getting wrecked by Henry Rollins, and then Man at Arms appears from nowhere and saves them. And I'm <laughs> not even kidding; I'd forgotten about this moment from watching it the first time, and I howled with laughter when Man at Arms made the save. Someone I'm not saved gonna... us. Who could it be? Who could it be? Some sort of man. <laughs> I recognize that man. Who he, is that cloaked hero? He seems well armed. <laughs> could be a man. And then it's literally um, like, like uh, Tila's like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's you. It's you. I know I just saw you like probably two hours ago, realistically, oh in real time. But oh my God. Anytime. I feel like he's he's um what are the is it the silence in Doctor Who that when you look away you forget they exist? Uh, uh, yeah, like Man at Arms is like a a Doctor Who villain where the second he's out of your eye shot you forget who he is or you think he's dead, and then when you see him you're like, holy crap, what's going on here with this guy? Oh my god. 
Like, literally, he's just like, oh, all right, I just saved you. Oh, my daughter. Oh, my God. It's been decades. And, like, someone looks at their stopwatch and they're like, oh, I, I set my stopwatch when we went into hell. It's actually only been 27 minutes. And the man <laughs> at arms is like, no, oh, my God. It feels like an eternity. And someone's like, oh, yeah, like, now we're going on 28 minutes because you're still talking. But it's really a short period of time in the grand <laughs> no, scheme of things. To be fair, anytime you're not around man at arms, it's like an interstellar situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're it just the- it doesn't feel very long, but it's been an eternity. It's Ugh. such a weird, like it makes me think that it was like a room bit, like like that that made the writers laugh, where they were like, Oh, it would be hilarious if we did this super dumb thing where every time like man at arms goes away, they treat it like he died the next time they see him. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason I could think that they keep doing this. It's amazing. I'm yeah. The, my my emotion was very real. I I howled with laughter because there he is, and he like winks at the camera, and they're all like, "Whoa!" And I'm just like, "You are fucking kidding me right now." That's amazing. Um, so we can they win the battle. That's fine. Uh, they say he. This is the part, champ. We're gonna talk about this. He man goes to call the power. He goes, "We gotta get the magic back." Gets a sword. He starts saying, "I have the power." Oh! Because Skeletor has stabbed Adam through the chest with a spear. He was hiding in Evil Lynn's magic artifact the whole time. Didn't tell her. And he whacks, he whacks He-Man. All the other Evil Lynn, Beast Man, all the other bad guys that have been hanging with the group are sort of like, oh, that's not what we thought would happen. But I mean, like, it's, I guess it's cool. I get, I will go with you. I, well, you're here. And we like, okay, guys, I guess we're going to go with him. And then Skeletor goes to do the He-Man bit calling the power sword. And that's the end of the episode. Oh, holy shit. What an ending. Chan, you have feelings. Uh, here's my note from uh, uh, just before the stabbing. Uh, did that scroll, skull grow a dick? Oh, it might have. It uh, might have, yes. <laughs> the skull pops out and then like pfft, stuff comes out of the bottom uh, that eventually turns into Skeletor. But like, I was like, man, that, uh, that horn skull is getting a boner. That's weird. Uh, then he stabs him and uh, I'm into it. Uh, it's the only thing that I've liked the entire series. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He's Skeletor's is uh, competent. We've discussed this many times. Mm-hmm. A competent villain pretty great yeah so he had this long-term plan um where he was just gonna hide out for uh many many years until someone brings him back and then he's gonna complete the job that he started uh playing the long game i respect that yeah i, I just dug wish this. the rest of the show were <laughs> up to that standard i dug this the only thing that i didn't like was that like tila tila watches him be killed and, like, she doesn't even say, like, a not again or anything like that. Like, it's like, she's just like, no, what? He man's, oh, Adam's dead? And it's like, yeah, you just watched him die, like, a week ago. <laughs> I mean, not, like, a week ago. That was, like, that was like a long time ago. But but there's no mention of, like, I can't go through this again or anything like that. Or, like, oh, the irony of him coming back. Wow. and. Like he was dead and then she found him in heaven and then like he's 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 with them, but he's still technically dead. If they had reconciled and she's like, "Okay, I I finally gotten over this. I uh, understand why you did what you did. Uh, Turns out I actually do. 
I, I felt so hurt because I truly love you and uh, let's go back and, and do this thing and save the world. And he's like, yes, uh, thank you. Um, I'm, I want to be uh, the, the hero that you need me to be. And so I will give up paradise to come back and save the world and for you. And then he dies. Then Tila would have something, but she doesn't. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, I mean, also, like, I will say, there is a little bit of, like, oh, yeah, this was written by dudes, and no matter how how often you put a chick at the front of it, it's not going to change the fact that it was written by dudes, because, like, it is a, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the other episodes, but the fact that he, like, comes back and is, like, who else could do it but me like I'm gonna wield the sword. It did make me sort of be like, wait, what the f- what the fuck? I thought the whole point was like Tila was gonna wield the sword, which she still very may well. I mean, she may it, have to. It right? seems like it's it's leading there, but in this moment when when like He Man is like, oh, I like I have to do it. It's me. Like I would I would legitimately if I were Tila, I'd be like, look, dude, I know you're dead, but like, what the fuck? Like I just went through all of this. It wasn't for you to come back and do it. You're welcome to come back and fight at my side as I wield the sword, but fuck you. So yeah, like uh, you know, there there I there was a little bit of like uh, oh, okay, they're just he's just going to do it even though he's probably a zombie and no one's questioning whether or not a zombie should have like huge <laughs> strength. But then like he does it and and yeah, like you know, uh uh sassy Skeletor which I love and I love I uh, you know uh, uh, Mark Hamill can do no wrong in my book. Everybody loves Sassy Skeletor. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Like I, I love all of it. I love, I love the fact that you know Evelyn is forced to choose, and and I love that like Beastmaster's sort of tentative, like, uh, good to have you back. Like I love, I love that. Like he, he's was real clearly, fun. Like he's just a soldier, and he's sort of like, oh crap. Like we kind of made friends with these people, but now we're going to like hang out with this guy again who's like really probably going to destroy the world i guess yeah, it's good to have him back like i love all of that it's like i just thought you know like like in in the last few moments of this i was disappointed in all the tila plot is what i will say yeah, no. I don't know. I feel like when He-Man died, if Tila would have just suddenly turned to the camera, put both hands to her face like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone and said, oh, no, not again. <laughs> I feel like the moment would have lost something for me. Yeah, I'm not saying she should have said, oh, like, oh, no, not again. I'm saying some sort of some sort of acknowledgement that like she can't i can't watch you die again or like a no it's not fair i just got you back kind of thing uh but she's acting like this is the first time she's seen him die yeah right and, and i was like all right you've you've seen him die he was just in heaven where and like you know he's like can't he's like uh, the walking dead now yeah uh you, you know went to like, heaven to go get him you were aware of his situation <laughs> Yeah, like it just, it just, I mean, again, I love the, I love the Skeletor He-Man and on, and to be honest, like Skeletor stabbing He-Man maybe just wish this whole thing was just Skeletor and He-Man fighting like the original He-Man. Yeah. I mean, guess what? We, we might be following Skeletor for a while, uh, in the rest of this season. And I would be okay with that, honestly. Yeah. I would much rather see Mark Hamill and, uh, uh, 500 lady, you know, chilling. 
with Beast Man. Five hundred lady. Five hundred lady. Are you yeah, referring to? Are you referring uh-huh. to Lena, Lena Hetty? Okay. Of a, Game of Thrones and the movie Three Hundred. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Well, let's roll back the tape. Five hundred lady. Oh yeah, I was talking about. I would walk five hundred miles. <laughs> are you saying that the proclaimer song is about of, Lena Hetty? I'm full of a third dose of Moderna. You're lucky yes. that I've lasted this long. A and lot like... of people don't realize that Lena was the third singer of the Proclaimers. <laughs> Does you're not lucky, get the credit for that. You're lucky that I've had. I've mustered this much energy to direct my hatred towards Ray for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I do appreciate that. I'm gonna Believe immediately. Me, I, I, pass out after this <laughs> that happens a lot with people who are mad at me <laughs> <laughs> they get it all out and then fall asleep. <laughs> it's because Look. they're finally at peace that's right we did what we needed. things i'm there to say <laughs> good night we got what we needed we found out that uh the song was originally i would walk 300 miles it was supposed to be a tie-in to the movie of uh, the sack Snyder movie that's and right when that deal fell through they're just like you know what let's just make it 500 so it's not weird and lena had to like, get I get songwriting credits right and you're like uh who are you and she's like i'm men at arms and like never heard of you when i wake up I just know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the evil Lynn right next to you. These are the alternate uh, <laughs> lyrics, I'm sure. Okay, now we're all loopy. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. Well, that is the end of the episode. We'll see you back soon enough for episode six. And but they're going to make me wait two months. I can nearly guarantee it. So we'll see you in January for episode six through 10 of Masters of the Universe Revelation, along with season six of G.I. Joe. We've got an agreement here. I get two episodes of G.I. Joe to finish season five before the end of the year, and Gina gets like nine seasonal favorites. And what does Chan get? Oh, we uh, he, he forces us to eat disgusting foods. Uh, Ooh, oh, we forgot to do that for this. We'll have to do that for next what, week. What? No, we're going to do it the next time we do a... Uh, uh... Oh, we're doing a live, a live show. Patrons. Oh, because Chad has now delivered this turkey dinner candy corn feast. Mm, 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 yeah, I will mm. say it's it's very Thanksgiving-y. So what we should what we need to do is pick okay. a Thanksgiving holiday episode and then, and then eat them throughout. It we might try to do a live episode before then, but definitely week of Thanksgiving. Let's do it. We'll do the we'll do what we did last time. We'll watch a show with the fans, eat some terrible, terrible things. Hey, it might be delicious. It's it so for might. everyone. The, the full name is turkey dinner and apple pie and coffee candy corn. <laughs> yeah, it could be delicious, Gina. <laughs> this is on the table of possibilities. <laughs> I thought I like it. It reminds me of what Veruca Salt eats in. No, no, no. What it reminds me of the the gum that Violet eats in uh willy wonka because it says like green beans roasted turkey cranberry sauce oh, right. stuffing and it yeah. reminds me of like when she's eating it and it's a whole meal of gum and she's like oh my god now i'm getting i can feel the soup running down my throat whoa now we're getting dessert blueberry pie yeah it you didn't know end, it well, for end well for her right yeah <laughs> um thank Look, you they say that she was squeezed later which I think probably have, was a fun a fun story to tell. I'll be honest. I have a strange feeling Violet uh, Beauregard <laughs> is, uh, is going to have it better than we do eating these. <laughs> I'll put it out there. 
Anyway, that's our show, everybody. Knowing is half the podcast. That is Masters of the Universe Revelation. Nobody thought we'd get through it, and we did. And now they're going to drop more episodes to make us liars. But that's okay. We'll get to it in season six at some point when I'm allowed to pick the shows that we watch in between the GI shows. If I ever get hired on this show, we have to delete all of these. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can say it when you get hired on, and then you can put it by your good friend Kevin Smith. And you can just say, see, I've identified the problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll all really That's how it I'm goes. Sure the season one writers will really enjoy that. No, First we know off, that a bunch in season of men are two writing it. So that's the big problem. There you go. Mm-hmm. I say season two of every show. My understanding is they take one internet troll who hated it and put them in the writer's room. That's my understanding of how TV writing works, but I'll need you to explain it more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would just explain it, and then you would probably say, no, that's not how TV writing works. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, where's the lie? Okay, that's been... (laughs) This episode, there are ways you can get a hold of us. If you want to join one of these uh, group watches, I'll tell you, I felt like that uh, that one with the Pac-Man was very successful. Everybody had a really good time, uh, and we just hung out for like an hour, watched a show, and just got stupid. Um, and everybody was having fun, so you're welcome to do that. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Literally any tier at all, and we'll give you the keys to the to the car and let you drive off a cliff with us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can also go to Facebook. What's that? We're not good with money. No, we're terrible with it. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, I suggested, hey, you know, we, we we never take the money out. We should probably do that at some point. And I was shouted down by, why? And I didn't have a good answer, unfortunately. <laughs> so the money's still sitting in there. We don't know. We, I think we should, maybe for the holidays, right? Maybe we buy gifts for all our patrons. Uh-huh. Maybe we get more stickers and magnets with this wretched season five logo so we can get rid of it. I'm still owed three dollars for Pac Man, so we need more Patreon subscribers to give me three dollars. Anybody who subscribes for three (laughs) dollars will know that that money went to buying Gina that Pac Man episode. I will. Any new subscriber, it could be any of you. I'm gonna die on this hill. She's (laughs) not getting that money. (laughs) I want my three (laughs) dollars. It's it's gone. Forget it. It's it's YouTube town. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but no, we, we got we do. That was some a real we weird Roman Polanski poll, but you know what? I'll take we, it. We <laughs> do need a new logo for season six, and God willing, I'm not going to let Chan get this one. Oh, <laughs> you do the legwork, Jesus man. <laughs> Otherwise, I end up wearing a football helmet, and I got a robot arm for no good reason. Oh, Ray, you said, oh, Ray, you know, you like video games. So suddenly I've got a belt buckle. That's a giant Xbox controller. (laughs) What is this graphic? (laughs) Tell one story, not 17. (laughs) That's not how I roll, baby. This is not this is not one of those Valentine's Day style movies, right? (laughs) Oh, but it should be. Yeah. You know what? Gina's right. It really should be. (laughs) <laughs> anyway we'll do something i don't know we're not we don't think these things through we maybe over, over thanksgiving break i'm gonna figure something out how about that done you're, like you're gonna figure some life stuff out that's unlikely i gotta sit down and think about my life i'll wait until thanksgiving why don't we just have these conversations off air <laughs> oh that's a good call because as soon as we stop recording the show we forget about all of this 
Yeah, as soon as we stop recording, I am going to pass out. We've established yeah, she's gonna this. she's going to be gone. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> so anyway, you can also check us out on Twitter, at G.I. Joe Podcast. Individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And Gina, go fall asleep. Go pass out already. <laughs> My goodness. I think I will too. Chan, you're not allowed. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of Castle Grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only four others share this secret, Guardians of Grayskull all, amidst an army of the Honorable, committed to guarding Castle Grayskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Grayskull, control the power. The power to be masters of the universe! Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters. You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.